What is up and welcome to the All Basketball Podcast, where we just don't discuss basketball. We like to debate basketball. And I'm your host once again, Maury Stixon, coming to you on July the 5th, a day after Independence Day. Hope you enjoy your Independence Day and everything. If you got with family and friends, watch fireworks. Hope you enjoy yourself. But with that, with with the odd thing with that is that we're a day away from the NBA Finals starting between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. Who would have thought uh, because of the 7-2 game season and everything, everything got pushed back through, due to the coronavirus. The Finals are in July this year. And it should be a good one. Um, should be a close one. Phoenix won both games during the regular season, but by a margin of just two points. And that's crazy thing. I think only person who was missing in one of those games was Drew Holiday. I think everybody was pretty much present. But um, the big thing now is when will Giannis return? I mean, will it be latest I heard was by game three? Uh, first two games are in Phoenix, so we got, we got to see how the how the Bucks manage to um, navigate that, and if they can get consistent play from Holiday and Middleton. But Mike, how do you see this this series going about? You have to unmute yourself, Mike. All right. Uh, I think that on um, the Suns are Suns and probably I would say Suns and five, but that's a little too demeaning. So maybe the Suns and six. All right, my, my heart says five. Bro. What? Why you? Why you? Why do you say? Give me a few reasons why you picked the Suns. Okay. All right. Well, you know, no, no, Giannis. Those, those are two quick L's right there in Phoenix. So it's a quick call to send that down 0-2. Right. And then from there, I mean, you got a, a humble Chris Paul Booker that can shoot lights out, can drop 70 if need be, can switch over to the point guard if you need be. Uh, you got a not really a dominant big man, but an efficient big man in DeAndre Ayton. Um, if, I mean, if he, if he can catch the ball, he can he can score at a decent clip. Uh, I know him and Lopez will be a, a nice little battle. Um, Lopez can kind of expand the three, but I did like in the previous series that Lopez went down low too, went back to his roots and he was able to, uh, you know, get those paint points and Milwaukee sometimes it seems like they just, I don't know if they're not trying to win or just a lot of lollygagging, but if they can stop those lollygagging moments and like be all in, you know, and be more efficient. Um, I mean, they got a chance to get a game, but I don't see them winning, winning. I really don't see them winning too. But just a game. I mean, Milwaukee's pretty battle tested, man. I mean, they've they've overcome a lot. I mean, you beat Brooklyn. They ain't saying too much. You, that, you yeah, I mean, it was inj- everything was injuries, man. So no no right. team was a hundred percent that they beat. If you if you want to keep it real, right? And so was Phoenix. Phoenix didn't beat a healthy team. So that that's what's wrong with these the entire playoffs, man. It's been 
I mean, he, he kind of now. I don't want to bring him in, early, bring him up too early, but it seems like what LeBron James said was was kind of clear. Like, man, these it's happening too fast, and players didn't have time to to be healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to see Phoenix without their star or Milwaukee without their star? Like, I mean. But those injuries weren't because of the time the season started or the length of the season. They were just freak injuries. Giannis Everybody leg- can't have freak injuries, man. Give me, <laughs> all right, give me, give me somebody besides Harden. Right. No, give me somebody besides besides Kyrie. Stars besides on the, another star on the team. These are all stars now. That you right, mentioned. but their injuries. Giannis's knee. All star. Right. All Trey Young's ankle. All star. Uh, right. I said Kyrie's ankle. Kyrie you said Kyrie and Irving. What's that? Trey Young. <laughs> no, you said Harding. My bad. Harding and Irving. Yeah. yeah. So. Trey. Right. But I mean, give me somebody else who had an injury that you would attribute to wear and tear. Because Kyrie just landed on Giannis's foot. Giannis just came down wrong. Put like this. I, I know. I know a guy that played 259 games and, and wasn't injured during the playoffs. Who's that? <laughs> Le- LeBron. Yeah, but Le- so LeBron. these guys can't even make it through a, a, a freaking season uh, in the play. And then in the playoffs, man, they get hurt left and right, man. So like sometimes it is preparation. Yeah, he may twist an ankle, but you. You got to prepare your body so that you don't miss time and let your brothers down, man. But these injuries aren't from wear and tear. Okay. Well, 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 Ian. Help him out, Ian. Yeah. You might not be right. I don't know if he's connected back yet. But whenever, whenever he comes back, I'll just say that I think it's going to be, I don't really have a rooting interest against anybody. I mean, I don't like Chris Paul for all the flopping and playing to get fouled. So that kind of irks my nerves. So, but it just seems like it's set up a Phoenix stuff because of how everything is going. They've, every time they've met an opponent who's been somewhat wounded and they've handled them. I mean, you might not really want to put an asterisk by it, but oh man, come on, man, keep it on asterisk by the fight. I'm not saying put an asterisk by it, but Toronto wanting to beat if Durant wanted to got hurt, Toronto wanted to beat them. Probably the first time Golden State got there against Cleveland. Cleveland might have, Golden State might have not won. I mean, it was kind of you could have went either way with it. Uh, there's been other times Magic Johnson got hurt against the Pistons. They swept them. So injuries have always played, have always LeBron, been a factor. Except for when LeBron and James made the playoffs. There was no injury with him. I mean, Anthony Davis got hurt, but he he didn't get hurt. So it's something to go with preparation and eating and being in the chamber and all that stuff, man. And these other players got to step up and, no, and not, no. not, not get injured. No, no, huh? hold up. No, you, you're talking about, I can see if somebody, like Clay Thompson, his Achilles went out. And his knee, yeah. his knee buckle. That is not. Yeah, yeah, that's knee buckle. Right, but he was, he was, he wasn't doing anything. He came down wrong. 
Look at the minute. It was third quarter, right? Minutes. No. Right? No. No, because he doesn't even, the coach doesn't even play. <laughs> he doesn't even overwork him. Look at Kawhi Leonard's injury. Look at how freakish he was. He he somewhat bumped knees and, and went out. Chris Paul's even hurt his shoulder. Right. Okay. True. I mean, it's not, I don't believe it's because they're playing too many games. It's just freak injuries and guys get hurt. Guys have always got I'm not hurt. saying playing too many games, it's like being prepared for the for the moment. Well, how, can you, right. how can you prepare for a, for a turned ankle? Training, working out, recovery, put what you put in your stop body, it. man. Stop it, man. Come on, stop it, man. I mean, Trey, okay, Trey Young, he turned his ankle on foot on ankle on the ref's foot. How you gonna prepare for that? I mean, unless he just has weak ankles. I'm not I'm not saying that nobody should ever get hurt ever in the playoffs. I'm not saying that. But missing the time or just being being out. I don't know, man. I mean, you can <laughs> you can get injured, things get sore, but you should be able to return. But you can't. But you can't compare everybody to LeBron. LeBron's an outlier. Michael Jordan pretty much was an outlier. He only injured his foot. What his first, second year in the league. Uh, Shaq never really got hurt. Kobe never really got hurt to the end. So they I mean, need to talk to them. What do those brothers do to prevent them from from the injuries and, and follow their footsteps? But at the same time, you can say you can bring up Derrick Rose, Anthony Hardaway, Grant Hill. It just catches certain people. Certain people just just get hurt. They just don't have the what do they say? The the best ability is availability. They don't have right. what it takes. Right. Just just do not attend Duke University. That too. <laughs> I mean, look look at Durant. He was healthy for the most part outside that foot thing. Then he tore his Achilles. I mean, it's not anything. It's just it's almost like a lottery. I mean, help me out, Ian. His thing when it comes to injuries, the biggest thing is just luck. We gotta get. I can't hear you. Yeah. Thanks. Come up volume. I'm sorry. No, I think. Can't hear me now. Yeah, you still sound low. You're still low. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. Mike, check in. Now you doing something? Go, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, Rob, can you hear us? You sound like a robot. Uh, yeah, my in the sticks, man. But um, what's the what's the uh, what's the topic of the conversation right now? Oh, we Mike is talking about injuries are hurting the playoffs. So I'm trying to get him to understand that you just you just can't help it. Sometimes it's not a a thing where certain guys are prepared. They just get injured. Right, can you hear me better now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. So the biggest thing is luck. You got to get lucky not to, to get hurt at certain times and just have a long career where you don't get injured. Everybody gets hurt at some point in time. It's just avoiding the big catastrophic injuries. You know, Kobe missed time with a broken hand. Luckily for him, early in his career, it was during the beginning of the season. It wasn't during the playoff run. Shaq got lucky during his career because he was a big dancing bear and really avoided having the major injuries until the end of, of his career. 
unfortunately you have guys like like you said like penny hardaway or grant hill that have the major injuries that pretty much derail their careers altogether so it's, it's really just a luck thing you can't you know you can prepare for a turn ankle all you want but if you can't put put your weight on that bad boy you're useless that's pretty much what happened with trey young you know everybody kept saying oh he's is this a little turn he should be all right you saw in game seven, I mean, in game six, where he was ineffective because he couldn't put the, he couldn't put the weight that he's normally used to putting on his foot to, to be shifty. You know, James Harden with the bad hamstring. You know, he can only play from three point line to three point line. He couldn't even get to the lane to you know to draw the fouls or to, to attack the basket like he normally wanted to. So it's just one of those things that you just you gotta get lucky with. You can't prepare for it. You can't recover faster from it. You can have all you can have all the sea moss gel, all the hyperbaric chambers, all the cryotherapy. When you hurt, you hurt. It's as simple as that. And so, who you like in the get back? Who do you like in the? Obviously, Ian, you like the Bucks, but of course, how do you? How Bucks many games? Six. six. Bucks and six. When's Giannis coming back? I think he comes back game three. I think we still won one of these first two games in Phoenix. Uh, right now, Drew, Drew. <laughs> I can't see it. But maybe. You also couldn't see injuries, but I digress. So, uh, does that make sense? You're just wrong about a lot of stuff. How about that? You didn't see us getting to the finals. You probably picked no, Atlanta. No. I probably, I sure did. See, see there, there you go. So with, with all that being said, Drew Holiday is playing aggressive. He's he's become that that aggressive point guard that we need him to be. You know, unlike Drew uh, Drew Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Middleton has, has found found a rhythm in Game Five and Six. You know where he can explode and have those big quarters for us. And Brooke Lopez turned back into Brooklyn Lopez for us. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling I'm I'm liking our chances. You know we. We match up. Both teams are evenly matched up, and it's really just about winning. About winning your individual matchup. Can Drew Drew Holiday beat Chris Paul? Can no. Can the Bucks slow down? You know, Devin Booker. Can Middleton do his thing? Does Does Lopez play better than DeAndre Ayton? And I'll probably say our X factor would be Bobby Portis. What does he give us? Because in our wins against Atlanta. He, he gave us everything he could. Gave us scoring, rebounding, you know, being a being a pest on defense, and and, and we got PJ Tucker too. Tucker, you know, yeah. to be another body to throw at Devin Booker or at Chris Paul. So I'm, I'm feeling confident. What do you What do you have to say about Middleton's inconsistency? I feel like he has one of those games coming up pretty soon. Probably the next game. He, he he can give us another six for eighteen game, but when when he, in the situation where Giannis isn't playing, he can't afford to have those games. Be a quick hit. You know, it's one thing when you it's one thing when you do that and you still see Giannis get thirty. Giannis ain't there to get you thirty, so he, he's got to be that guy. He's got to be attacking consistently. If the jump shot ain't ain't falling, attack the rim. Until you get the until the jump shot falls. No, I don't know if he six. really. I don't hmm? know if he really has enough. I mean, he's not. 
he's athletic, but not, I don't think enough to where he can consistently drive and attack. Like he got a nice handle, but he kind of puts you on his hip, pivot driven and maybe shoot that little fadeaway. But I don't see him really attacking the rim that much. He doesn't seem like very af just athletic enough for me. Here's the thing, attacking the rim doesn't mean you have to be above the rim to attack the rim. He can get there and draw fouls. He can attack you. Huh? He can attack the rim, but below the rim, like a power yeah. layup or something. Well, yeah. Hey, two points is two points. Well, who do you, who is, I'm trying to think of who would be his matchup. Uh, will they put Crowder on him? Or they put. They might put yeah, Crowder yeah, on yeah. Portis, or they might put yeah. Crowder on, well, they might put. Because his name, if you got Crowder playing, they've been able to get away with, you know, playing Crowder at the four and they've they, they rotated between Cameron Johnson and, and Torrey Craig playing the three because they've had, you know, they've had Aiden in the middle and no other team has matched up the, to them big wise except for Denver but even then they were like okay Denver's got one big but they don't have two bigs well LA LA had the size even though what Drummond and Gasol if they wanted because you said Gasol I mean, I don't know. He forgot that he played for the Lakers. Right. I mean, maybe just didn't use him right. I don't know. He's washed. Yeah, they. No, they had um, the other big man too that didn't play. <laughs> they tried to play him in the last game. It was like too late. He wasn't worked in. Harold. Yeah, exactly. Him. Like he was on the bench. He was deep yeah, on the bench. Yeah, they benched Harold the entire playoffs pretty much over Drummond, yeah. and Drummond looked small. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and with with the uh, not the Lakers with the Bucks having two legit bigs. That's even before you get back to Giannis. You know, it's it's, it's some even matchups. I like I, it. I, I think I think they'll have Bridges. I see Bridges will be on him yeah. because Booker will be on. I'm tripping. Who's at the two? Tucker. We we they they switched up between either playing Connaughton. Tucker or playing uh, Connaughton at the two. Yeah, Connaughton. Yeah. I don't know. Booker Booker might have another. Um, just period where he can rest on defense. I don't see because you got Holiday on Paul. I'm sorry, Paul on Holiday. Nah, they. they I don't think they want want to do that because uh, Drew will take uh, Paul into the paint. No, I'm oh. talking about when the other the, going the other way. Talking about on defense or when on defense? Who's on defense? Yeah. Milwaukee. Oh, when Milwaukee's on defense? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Phoenix. When Phoenix is on defense. You put Bridges on Middleton. You got, you're going to put Crowder on Portis, Aiton, Lopez, Holiday, Paul. Then I'm not sure who they'll insert in the starting line. Will it be Tucker? It, I guess it depends. Are they going to start Tucker or are they going to start Connaughton, right? Connaughton, yeah. Let's just say they start, they start Connaughton. You know, if Booker lays off and tries to help out, you know, that's where Connaughton has got to be a, be a knockdown shooter. Well, I think I think the deciding factor will be the role players. I mean, you got Cameron Payne. If he can give you some decent minutes to where he has more assists and turnovers. And then Jackson. Justin Jackson was actually he was um Cameron Johnson. Cameron Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson. Justin Jackson actually actually walking, right? Yeah, he's actually on the bus squad, but he's he just, don't play. You no know, runs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember. I remember him, but just not on the court. But yeah, if they can use Cameron Johnson, I mean, he can knock down a couple of threes, man. It's, yeah, it's looking like a, a twenty-five point lead. So. 
Oh Lord, Rob, what you, what you got on the series? I'm trying to pull out some of the statistics and some of the data right now, but it's like I think it's a very even matchup. I like the um, I like the the Suns, the way their uh, team is constructed. They have the big man in the middle, I, AJ Aiton, the Guyton, or something like that. And uh, yeah, Aiton, yeah. right, Aiton, and then also they have the the, uh, the young sharpshooter, I believe Booker. Oh yeah, Booker. So, nice. uh, and then uh, Chris Paul, he's just like a little general, a general out there, just like leading the troops. You know, he's gonna make the right play. He's gonna see the play before it happens. He's gonna lead you with nice, pretty passes and set you up perfectly. And he's not a greedy player, so he's gonna be more of a distributor at first. And then I think if he sees he needs to show a little more aggression, I think he'll definitely turn him on. And let's not forget, like, Paul has been, you know, he's been yearning and waiting for this opportunity in this moment. And a lot of, play, a lot of players and media and, you know, regular everyday fans probably didn't even expect the Suns to come out of the West, especially when the Lakers were so favored and the Clippers were so favored and, and you know, even the Nuggets and uh, even the Dallas Mavericks. So the, the West was... To me, it was a big surprise. The Suns made it out, but it comes down to leadership and being a leader of men and having that that it factor. And Chris Paul, Ben had it. He just never really always had a supporting cast like those uh those L.A. Lob Lakers teams. The I'm sorry, the L.A. Lob City Clipper teams. I think he really needed that sharp shooter on his on his side because he had the bigs down low with Jordan and uh and Brooke. Uh, Blake Griffin, but he just never had like the, the, the a compliment a compliment accompanying shooter that he has now with our uh, Booker. So that's a nice one-two punch in the backcourt. You got leadership, shooting, hand ball handling, and I think Chris Paul just his basketball IQ. He's like one of them Jason Kidd, Rajon Rondo type brothers. Like he knows the game. Like you're not gonna poke him. <laughs> he's gonna stand, stand. He's gonna stand up to the to the big guys because he's been short his whole life. So <laughs> he's gonna stand up to you, and he's gonna play hard. So I, 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 I personally, I favor the Suns in this matchup. Then with the with the Bucks, it's like the size, the length, the teamwork aspect. Gian, you know, Giannis is he's a beast in his own right, and you know, I don't know all their supporting cast members, but I know they have, I believe, uh, Bless Blesso and. I, I know they made it this right, so they made it this far. So obviously, you know, it's not all young. It's like he's Iverson, but they have more of a team aspect, I believe. Than the, uh, they have more of a team aspect. I think the Suns have more of a star power aspect with just just the uh, the backcourt and the frontcourt uh, Aiton. But with the Bucks, I think it's going to be how they going to how they going to adjust to the offensive pace that the. Um, that the sunset because I think the Suns would be more aggressive offensively and I think they'll run the score up whereas the Bucks they may have more of a grinded out style and then late in the game who are they going to go to will they trust Giannis with the rock or will they look for somebody else to maybe Giannis draws the crowd and then he kicks it out to somebody who can drain a three like Milton so I think it's going to be a good matchup I think this might be one of those classic NBA final series just because of it's, it's two surprising teams that made it. It's not like who everybody wanted. It's not like it's super marquee, but, but it's just like these, these two teams are hungry and they earned it. So, you know, everybody wants to see them put on a good show. And with the cast the characters, I think they'll be able to do that. Okay. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, I think. Uh, smart man, that's smart man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what Chris Paul is made of. I'm, I mean, 
I just, like I said, I feel like it's set up for him. Everything has worked out so well in their favor, but it would be, I wouldn't be, I would want Monty Williams for just all he's overcome and I would be happy for him and Booker for getting there and winning right away. And So you would but, be happy for Chris Paul? Oh no, man. Oh, man, it brother been in the league for 16 years. Hey, man. North hey. Carolina, bro. North Carolina. Yeah, Where you at, North Carolina? Come on. We, we, Where we you at, North Carolina? Brothers, That's Winston Salem. Hey, man, we Carolina brothers, man. But he, all that flopping, man, and flopping and playing oh. for the foul, man. I can't, I can't Come rock on, with you, man. man. <laughs> folks in the nuts. He's right. a star. star on, man. I tell you, man, like what he did last year for the Thunder, man. Like nobody expected the Thunder made the playoffs. He was like, man, right. he led. He led those guys. Man, they this back, and they got what a six seed or something. Last year. Yeah. Five seed, yeah. So I mean, he he does think. I mean, I'm not saying he's God on the court, but I mean he he can lead men to have them believe and, and win you a couple of games. So, I mean, regular season, and just the fact that he's just been, you know, a good assist leader, man, and, you know, stealing the ball, just just all-around decent player, 6-1, undersized, but yet, you know, he, he caught a lob that can, can kind of duck on you, too. So, Awesome, it's the man, heart. Man. It's the heart. It's the heart, man. He got the heart. He got the heart of a champion. That's the that's the part of an NBA NFL player. You can't buy it. You can't put it in them. They gotta have it. They gotta be mentally strong, mentally tough, aggressive. You don't gotta be a killer like Jordan or Kobe, but you gotta know you want to win, and you know you're not gonna be buddying up with the team with the uh, opposing team. You ready to win? You trying to get that? He trying. He want to get a ring because he know he heard his whole career. That was the missing link of him being a Hall of Famer. He knows that, so he's going hard. This this series, trust. We already he already be Hall of Fame. I think it just it may raise him up with the other point guards. Probably separate him from Isaiah Stockton. Thomas. Yeah, Allen Iverson. If he wins the title, that puts him above Stockton, yeah. and it puts him yeah. in that in that Magic Thomas Curry. Up for echelon, Jason yeah. Kidd. Jason Kidd think, and Robertson, Oscar Robertson. I think that puts him ahead of uh, Jason Kidd. No, I mean, kid, uh, kid, I, I kid think they'd be about even. I think they'd be about even. I'll take Paul. I think they'd be about even. His name, Kid, wasn't the leader of that Mavericks team that won. But he was, he was a leader of that New Jersey team, and yeah, they lost twice in the finals. Yeah, look who they true. played. I mean, at least they, they got play? two games. Lakers? They got two games. Yeah, the Lakers and the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got two dynasties. Yeah. Yeah. But again, if if Chris Paul wins it and he's and, and he's the bona fide leader of the Phoenix Suns team, there's no mistake about that, no question at all about that. He would easily he would easily jump over Jason Kidd and jump into that Isaiah Steph Curry Magic Johnson territory as far as top point guards of all time. So you saying Kidd is already Kidd is above him? Right now, Kidd is above him. I feel and so, they, yeah. Let's go he jumps Tony Parker too. Yes. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all disrespecting Tony Parker, man. Oh, no, 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 no. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was a structured, that was a structured program like the Patriots. Right. That's the Spurs, yeah. man. They, just, this is Taylor made. This is Taylor made. You just come and play your game and play hard. He got a Finals MVP. So does Deion Branch. He's a part of the framework. Tim Duncan was the star. He's a part of the framework. Ginobili was busting his gun. 
Then they had the, the sharpshooters. They had Robert Ory. They had all kind of players, man. Man, he was he was practically a starting role player. <laughs> there he was we go. a nice he cog in the machine. Tony Parker, a starting role. I'm not a big Tony Parker fan, but a starting role player. Player. He's, he's not. He's you would, not you the would best. put Tony oh, Parker above Chris him. Paul in NBA history. You would put Tony man, Parker above no, Chris Paul in NBA history. He should not be even him, mentioned. I wouldn't put him above Chris Paul, but I'd take him on my team before I took Chris Paul. But that wasn't your question. That's, just, that's a personal preference. <laughs> that wasn't your question. <laughs> that's a personal preference, man. How you gonna get? How you gonna ask a question and get mad because it didn't fit your preference? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, w- I would take him. I mean, he's he's dependable. He's healthy. He does points <laughs> in the paint. He doesn't flop. Hey, I, I would take. He's him. dependable. He's healthy. He doesn't flop. <laughs> okay, 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 I'm I'm gonna ask you a definitive. Give me a definitive answer. Is Tony? above Chris Paul right now? Yes or no? Tony Parker? No, not yes. because of stats. No, I mean, Chris Paul, his assistant turnover ratio is too so, great. So what we just had a discussion for? Yeah, why are we even talking about Tony Parker? No, because I feel like because you, <laughs> you, you're leaving out this dude. Like, this dude got three championships and an MVP, a finals MVP. We he, said he's, he's not even nice. above Nash. Nash is better than him. Because like, well, he got a bunch of assists? No, because Steve Nash got two MVPs. No, I'm talking about finals MVPs, not regular season MVPs. Is Chauncey Billups above him? No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, so so uh, you make it uh, just by the playoffs? Somebody's just trolling. I mean, <laughs> you're you ranking guys by the playoffs, though? I'm serious. What was you gonna rank him? Yeah, by? He, I mean, has own, you, he has his own. He has his own special scale of, of of who he likes and who he don't like and who's a flopper. Because <laughs> that's what that is, man. Because I mean, you know, you got if you was the head coach of the gym, you have your own preference of who you would put in, who you want on your team. But I think the majority of head coaches and GMs have had the option of drafting a point guard over Paul or Parker or. Kid, the majority will probably be Paul and Paul and Kid. Personally, that's what I think. Yeah, not gonna mention Tony Parker. I, I don't know if Chris Paul is that close to Isaiah Magic and Curry. If he get that ring, he'll be. I feel like I mean, that ring is going. That would that would that would bring him to the upper echelon of NBA elite history. Because so he already pure, got everything else. Pure point guard. Because you, Ian, you said Curry, right? Oh, you don't put Curry yeah. up there high. Yeah, Curry, so Curry up there. Yeah. Curry, my my own personal top five point guard list would go Magic, Curry, Thomas, Stockton, Kid. How do you put Curry above Isaiah? Your orders are Are you not gonna put AI good. in there? He wants a point guard. AI's a two. Iverson played point, man, until they, Iverson, and they got Eric Snow, Snow was MVP, the point. MVP year, he was got a show, but Iverson played point. No, he didn't, man. Only time AI played point was when Jerry Stackhouse was there. They got Jerry up out of there and said, we just going to let AI shoot the ball. That's what Snow, I said. Snow he played was the point, point until they got Snow there. And Snow got there by year two, year three. Snow got them to the finals. <laughs> Eric Snow. What? It was a part of the team that got to the finals, though. Eric Snow was the Tony Parker of the Sixers. Oh, no. No, that you just, you just, nah, you just, I don't even respond to that. He's on your hit list, right? So I guess there's a Reese, my Reese hit list is Chris Paul, LeBron. We're we going to fill it up, man. Put all the guys. Yeah. Kobe. 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 <laughs> 
Westbrook, <laughs> Harden, <bad>. they all. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, but yeah. Reason why I have I have Curry above Isaiah. You got two MVPs. You got three titles. You know, even though Curry didn't get a Finals MVP, we know we know that that's a Steph Curry team. And that's and the Golden State Dynasty is Steph Curry. True. Yeah. If if Isaiah doesn't pass the ball to Bird in in '86 or no in '87, and let's just say the the Pistons go to four straight titles. You know that 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 would definitely put Isaiah ahead of Curry easily. But Golden State went to five straight finals. But what Stuff Curry only beat? He pretty much uh, only beat LeBron and Durant, so to speak, right? Yeah. He had some help too. Probably. I mean, he had a super team. That's that's why I take he had away. some help too. Oh yeah, I'm trying, the most but, the, the best wait. help. Well, you got to remember the first two years, you know, they weren't considered a super team. They were just a great team. Right. Once they got Durant, then it turned into, into super team status. That's what I'm saying. But that, to me, that brings down Curry a little bit because you add Durant and the fact that Isaiah Thomas pretty much had the same team, beat Jordan, Magic, and Bird. The, the, Detroit made the change when they when they got rid of Adrian Dantley for Mark McGuire. And what Isaiah got one one Finals MVP because Dumars got the other. Yeah, Isaiah's got one. Dumars got the other one, and then it quickly ended. I mean, I like I like Curry as a player better than Isaiah Thomas, but I'm I mean I used to hate Isaiah Thomas, but I respect him. I feel like he should be up on the list. Man, that's why he's number three. It looking like this. It took it literally took the greatest shooter of all time to move Isaiah Thomas down to number three. Yeah, not, uh, not, not clutch. I like, though, I like Stockton shooting. a little higher. I don't know how much higher, but. Stockton's tough. That's why I have him at four. I, there's no way in the world I could put Stockton above Isaiah. Because Isaiah was busting his tail from the, from the mid 80s all the way up to the early 90s until Isaiah checked out. Who you, who you, Don, who you like in this finals? Who you, who you got in the series? I mean, be smart now, be smart. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's time for Giannis to get him one. I, I, cause I mean, he, he, he had the opportunity before. Um, I think it's just, it's just, it's just hit his turn. But at the same time, I feel like um, Chris Paul deserves it too. You know, he got like 16 years into the league. So it's definitely time for him um, to go ahead and, and uh, bow out with a championship and then kind of solidify his greatness in the league as far as what he's done, what he's accomplished. Um, and I only say that because Giannis is still young and uh, he'll and he'll have more time. Um, but I would love to go ahead and see Giannis get one. I'd I like for him to go ahead and seal the deal at, a, at an early age. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate if Chris Paul won. I would be like, okay, I'd be like, I'd be pretty much happy for him because career accomplishment finally made it. But it's just gonna make me hard to root for him if I if I start to see certain things. I mean, especially if you do something where you're trying to hold a man off, you turn the ball over, and like, you know, okay, all right, see. let's check this out. <laughs> 
those things that you call certain things, that's called like, that's called like tools of the trade. Like every NBA player has those little shimmies and, you know, push-offs and little, little mini cheat moves that you use to get open. Like Jordan did the push-off on Westbrook. On Russell, you know, Brian Russell. Russell. Yeah, Brian that's, Russell. That's just like little, it's like little intricacies of the game. It's like the game inside the game where you know how to get inside somebody's head or you know how to use your body to, to get that, pull the, you know, pull the, uh, pull the stool from under the big man or something. It's like you got to know how to use your body and he knows he's a master of that. That's like players who they, they put the spin move on you but they also put their hand on you to make sure that they, they get a good spin off you. <laughs> hey, you, play, you play them video games, right? The NBA Live and each some of the players got their special move. So, so okay. Jordan's special Signature. move the fadeaway, right? Signature move, right? So you know certain players yeah, just they they have certain fadeaway. Right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, Chris Paul. Chris Paul got the crossover, but if you get near him anyway, he he flopping, he flailing when he gets cleanly stripped. I mean, it's obvious, man. He tried when well, he tried to hold off. Who was it? Durant or Westbrook in that in that series, and lost the ball trying to get a foul. Did he? I mean, he do stuff where like Pat, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, he undercut him. The man <clears throat> flopped up in the air like a fish and almost injured himself. That's how. That's how. <laughs> That's how silly this stuff is. Like, okay. I'm like, you know, we, we really sitting here calling somebody getting undercut a flop. No, no, I ain't safe. No, I say he embellished it when he he went he wouldn't go up in the air like that. He felt he felt the contact on his leg, <laughs> but then he kicked his other leg up, right? Because he only hit one leg. He was trying to protect himself trying from injury. He trying to protect so, himself from injury. Oh, okay. So I left my other leg to kind of embrace my arms deep. Well, you break my leg, bro. (laughs) What do you say, Rob? It's part of the game. Well, you break my leg, bro. (laughs) No, but he, I mean, he's he's done stuff like that. I mean, that's just, I mean, everybody's seen the Patrick Beverly push, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, in the back, yes. Do you all think, do you all think Chris Paul embellished that? No. Nah, (laughs) nah, no. He he actually pushed him. Yeah. Have you? You've been pushed in the back before, Don. Have you ever oh. f- just fallen from a man about your size? I mean, the way that he did it, being <laughs> caught off guard. Yeah, you're you know, walking. He's kind of like you know, in, in, in misstep. Yeah, he, yeah, he, you, you can fall. Maurice, it's like you walking home, man. You, you right there at the front door. Somebody just jams <laughs> you in the back, and then you go and embellish it yeah, he, and, and fall inside. No, but I would, I would trip he over. He put the, the hip into that one. <laughs> I've been pushed like that by my wife in my back. And had to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go ahead and let it out, man? No, I'm just saying that. No, when you when you're not ready, whoa, hey, wait a minute now. Did you fall like Chris Paul? Yeah, I, I know he was cold. I mean, I didn't, I didn't I fall. I didn't tumble like tumbleweed, but it was like, wait, hey, hold on now. I'm just mad nobody on Phoenix's squad just didn't want to put up their dupes. Somebody was supposed to square up with uh, Pat Bear, whether it be Frank Kaminsky or some somebody man number 15, 16 on that bench. Right, They're right. supposed to just steal on him. He he barely pushed him. It's just like pushed him like, hey, get out of here, man. Like he didn't, he didn't want nothing. Nah, oh, it was a congratulation he, type push? He put some force behind that one, man. He no, no, his... not no. He talking about the Kaminsky push. He didn't. Oh. He just pushed him to kind of like, hey, man, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 kind of part of the game now. The um, dramatics, you know. 
most of the NBA players now they they are actors and they do it pretty well. Right. It's like soccer. My job is to fool the ref into making the call, and until the ref stop making that call, I'm gonna keep on flailing. Flagrant one. And then sometimes, sometimes with the, the sometimes with the angles and the momentum of the players, it's hard to tell if they're really flailing or if they really had that much impact from the inertia and the force somebody came to them with. Well, you can but tell you a lot of times they, whether somebody at least made contact. Like there's, like the, oh yeah, you see that. Like when Chris Paul felt threw himself in the Demarcus Cousins' arm and, and flailed, you could tell that was a flop. <laughs> they still, I mean, they still call it like a flagrant. It was like, come on now, this, this got to stop. So well, basically, see, they're supposed to be they're supposed to be clamping down on that kind of stuff. So like, if you do that, it should be a technical or something, or they get a, a free shot or something. They're supposed to be clamping down on, you know, uh, fake, you know, flopping and fake, fake. Um, trying to draw fake calls and stuff so maybe they'll maybe they'll it depends on how the refs are going to call the finals are they going to let them play or is it going to be more like slow down the game foul tic-tac foul you know no I think I think what I've seen so far in the finals they've been letting them play like it's been some some injuries it's been layups being made guy getting smacked in the face and the arm and no calls I'm like, he's like man so <laughs> dude's getting beat up down there and they ain't calling nothing uh, one thing I, I hate. See, they can't do that. I don't think they could redo that in the finals, though, Mike, because if they do that in the finals and then somebody gets hurt, especially a star player, it's going to it's, it's gonna be bad for the league. So I think they try to, try to protect the star players more and just let some of the other role players get, you know, but, rough fouls. With all due respect, I don't see any star players for the Bucks. I I will say this. Besides Giannis. He's, he's not this, I'm not against guy, some of the dramatics when it, when, he, when it comes he, to them flops oh. because when you play in a physical game like that you don't always get the calls and and and, and the referees kind of overlook some of the uh, physicalities of, of of the game whether it be going for a rebound posting up playing defense whatever it is <clears throat> so sometimes players they don't vocally or verbally express to the referees like hey listen you need to pay attention to what's going on over here you know what i'm saying so therefore they may be overly dramatic when it's 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 a opportunity where it's okay they are getting a little bit more physical in front of the eyes of the referee and they kind of display it a lot more outwardly. So I'm I'm not too much against some of that some of that dramatic play, but yet at the same time, some of it got to be kind of cut down a little bit. Cause you got some players that, that kind of play off of it, like LeBron or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes you just need to you just need to go ahead and Remember, it's it's a sport. It's gonna be a little bit, you know, a little bit, little bit physical. Just play. You know what I'm saying? Word. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of weird. You bringing up LeBron um, about um, miss? No, I guess fell, frailing or what's that word when you get fouled? But you got to keep in mind he had a uh, zero missed playoff game. In his career, right? But Le- Le- LeBron is one of the okay. founding fathers Wait. of all that flopping. But he stayed in the game. Actually, actually, right? you know, <laughs> founding fathers of flopping. <laughs> oh, that's Ginobili. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you valid point with Ginobili, but I think because it was LeBron and it's and it started it started working, it become it 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 kind of seeps into everything else. Like the trend follows LeBron. LeBron sets the trend, so. He wrote his playoff games. You want to see the star on the court, and he he did that. 
when he when his team. playoff games. I, I I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out what what kind of meeting that has. Zero playoff games, but how many how many rings does he have? Championships and everything like that. I mean, it to to me, it don't matter if you never never missed a playoff game. How about you know what I'm saying? It matters to me if, if you don't miss a game and take your team further. That's that's what's, what's important to me. Him him not missing no games in the playoffs, you know. Hey man, it's, you know what I'm saying. Where is he at now? At his son's at his son's game, getting into it with um announcers. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to persuade them. You got to do rag on. <laughs> <laughs> still still hate from afar, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I am not even. But all I'm saying I, is the best ability is availability. And like right. like Mark you said, and you need your stars to be on the court. So basically when it was his time, he was on the court. Yeah, can, yeah. can can y'all teams say that right now? No, I mean you got all these teams playing with injured stars. So you gotta you gotta give the man some credit. Even if you don't want to tonight, you gotta look at the facts. Facts say he never missed a playoff game. Right, but he was—he's one of the ones. He gonna just go down with being like Kareem as far as longevity and having um excellent health. I mean, AC Green. He well, he's not a, AC Green's not a superstar, right. but yeah, consecutive games playing the right. Iron Man of the league. I mean, yeah, he just he just lasted longer than everybody. But hey, he did the least. He did, he had the most and did the least with it, man. I mean, people want to say eight straight finals appearances and. Nine and ten years, you got this super team here, you got this super team there, but you only come out, you're still under 500 when it comes to championships. So, I had the guys reach. No, no, Maurice, when you <laughs> said, God, you know, Maurice, deep that one. <laughs> when you Jeez. said, when you said AC Green had the most and did the least with it. I thought you was, re- oh. was referring to him being absent while he's in the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said LeBron. LeBron. Oh, he's an absent. He's right here. <laughs> At first, he said absent. Like, he won't absent. He was always there. But he was absent. Yeah. I got you. Absent-ence. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> strong, right, right, right. strong, strong brother. Strong brother. Dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> all right, so we'll, well, we'll see how the, how the final shake out. Um, I want to get you guys' opinion on, we were talking about it on Two Pieces of the Biscuit um, a few days ago with Ian. Scotty Pippen got a book coming out and just saying some, some headline-worthy stuff. I mean, he's the, he, was the, why he was the real leader in Chicago. Uh, Scotty. Somebody, what, what was the other? What was the other big one? Oh, Phil Jackson was it was is a racist. Racist, yeah. Uh, wanted Kuko to shine. Um, <clears throat> oh, he said something about the, the, the situation with um when Michael supposedly told Kerr that he he's passing him the ball. He was like, nah, Michael wasn't telling him that. Michael was just doing it for the camera. That's what you were saying, right, Ian? Mm-hmm. No, that. No, I. Well, somebody brought that up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That uh, Phil Jackson then dropped that play that was more, or less, was more or less Mike and her doing some stuff on the fly. It wasn't a Phil Jackson drawing up play. Who, who said the camera crew was right. out there? That was, was that you or was that um, Twan? 
That might have been Twan that said okay, that. Okay, okay. I mean, I, be- I believe that. that. I think when you the star, it's like, man, give me the darn, give me, <laughs> give me the D ball, right? And it was the close moment. Starting to have the ball, and he gonna make the play. No, it, like, it, man, it, no, you flipping it around. Remember, Jordan Kerr was like, if Stockton comes, I'll be ready. And he got caught on camera. He was like, because Jordan was gonna shoot that ball. He wasn't going to pass that ball. <laughs> But Stockton closed out on the double team. Okay. Because if, if you if you look at if if you go look at the footage, he was raising right, up to shoot, and O'Kerr was open, and Kerr just drained it. But they're saying that Pippen was saying that the crew was there, and Jordan set that up. Uh, <laughs> so the, he had the ball in his hand, and he kicked it. Out. No, he he set up the 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 conversation between them, right, Ian? Oh. Right, Don? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who cares about the conversation? <laughs> like, I care about what's on the court and what, what I saw. Like, who? Like, I guess I don't care who. I guess that's the point of the book. He's trying to bring up to light what was said on the bench or what in the timeouts. No, that was one of the things he was saying. One of the things that's coming out in the interview. He did the interview, then he did the. He went on Dan Patrick, and it was that's when he said okay. the stuff more so about Phil Jackson being racist. Okay, I can't say that. That's not true, but I don't necessarily agree with that when you do certain things to, and nobody else has come forth. I can see if Shaq yeah. or even a role player had come right. forth and say, now everybody has racist ways. I mean, hear me, hear me when I say that. We might all say stuff that shouldn't be aired to the world, but I don't I don't have any I don't have any other proof. And for it to be this this long now to say, like, oh yeah, I think Steve, gotcha. I mean. Dan Patrick, no, like, like you're saying he's a racist, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that." Go, go ahead. No, like the me, like the Me Too movement, kind of like if someone is coming out, "Oh, he did something," but you don't hear anybody else talk about what what just happened. It's like, well, that's just a little isolated incident, or that that person. Like, but if you have a lot of people coming out saying the same thing, or there was a history or a pattern from it, then like Deshaun like, Watson, okay. where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, hey. All of them can't be lying. Well, see, here's the, here's the thing when it comes to Phil and Scotty. Scotty used the wrong parts of the wrong examples for him as being racist. The thing is, Phil has said some very questionable things. Like, here's one quote from his book, Maverick. White players often are willing to run patterns and work collectively. Black kids growing up want to be the superstar of the neighborhood. They want to be the toughest kids on the block, the richest, or the one that get to be on the playground, the best one-on-one players. White kids, on the other hand, usually are raised in a more homogeneous environment, which provides other outlets for personal expression. They're also constantly being taught the principle of subordinating their own personal glory for the good of the group. That's Phil Jackson himself. Well, I, I can agree with certain parts of the assessment. Yeah, okay, there are downsides to fathers, black fathers not being in the homes. One father, mo- I mean, fathering multiple children from different women and him, him not being, you have no stability. So I can see where him making that assessment of the situation, I, I can agree with some of the things he's saying. Yeah, we're, I mean, I've experienced it firsthand a lot. We can be very selfish a lot of us on the basketball court. I myself can be selfish 
you have to just kind of know like, okay, I need to, you kind of have to tell yourself, I need to play team ball, but when maybe you're so good at playing by your, I mean, playing as a one-on-one player and the players you see or have seen been so great at playing one-on-one basketball, you tend to might want to emulate that. So I can agree with the, the selfishness and how the Let me ask this question. Did, now, we're we going to go back to before this statement, everything was made, and then we're going to reflect on the statement. Does anybody or did anybody have any problem with Tony Kukoc taking that shot? I was kind of surprised by it. Okay. Then we found out later on that the play was drawn up for him. Now, now that when you reflect back to that, I say to myself, I said, okay, then perhaps he was the best person for that job because that wasn't the first time that, oh, I'm sorry, or that, that wasn't the first or last time that Tony had taken a, a clutch shot. Now, at the same time, as many Bulls games that I have seen across the board, I cannot recall any clutch moments from Scotty, whereas the ball was in his hands to be clutch and, you know, to hit the game winner or anything like that. It, you know, even even in, in uh, Michael's absence, whereas he came through. So when I think about situation as far as him saying that, I can understand what he's saying because he's like, okay, if I'm the number two best player in the league alongside Michael Jordan, why wasn't it um, drawn up for me? But at the same time, you ain't really been clutch. But before Tony got to the got to the NBA, he was the man in, in his country playing ball. So he had so so in my personal opinion. He was more familiar with being in situations in the game, whereas he had to be clutch and taking a shot like that, you know, in the game was not foreign for him. So when Scotty mentioned the fact that he felt like Phil was racist, I, I took it as, okay, you used the wrong words. Because you got all these seasons and everything, whereas Phil has been with Chicago, Phil has been with LA, and I can't remember who it was we with before, and nobody has ever said that he displayed any type of those, those, those tendencies. But what Phil may have been was prejudice as far as you taking the last shot. But he, he was ball in your hands. Right, but, but before, I'm, I'm gonna let you go in, before, if you look at the play, I heard that Pippen had a couple of chances and he just drew nothing the backboard before that play was drawn up. So <laughs> <laughs> the definition of sanity, <laughs> go ahead. Ian. Well, well his, it, his, his obvious that there was a lot of friction in the relationship between Pippen and, and Phil Jackson. And you know, like, like you said, when you think about it, you know, you got your best player on a team, but you draw a player for somebody else. You know, now, unless, unless I know that, hey, you know, this person is a better shooter and you know that this person is a better shooter and you call that player for him, cool, no problem. But if, I, if I'm your guy and you're telling me I'm your guy and I finished third in the league in MVP that year, 
I'm expecting to get the opportunity to take that shot. And it wasn't like they were down by one. It was a, it was a tie game. You know, Tony misses that shot. They go to overtime where you still get another chance. Like I said, Scotty used the wrong verbiage when discussing Phil Jackson. Like I said, Phil is definitely prejudiced. He's got some stuff that, you know, you know, it's too late to fix it because he's an old man. You know, we kind of, we kind of forget the whole LeBron when he called LeBron LeBron's posse out. You know, that whole little is, is, is that really a, a, a racist word? People just kind of reaching posse. Is that really a racist term? If you if you're if you're using certain vernacular for somebody for another group of people, and you decide to describe me in a way that's not a normal way. Like nobody, like first of all, we don't even use the term posse. So why would you pull that out of your vernacular to say to describe me and a group of my friends? That's somewhat of a negative connotation. I can see if you said crew, but it's crew. I mean, or his boys. You wouldn't call his own. Set nah, you definitely don't say boys. No, you like I said you you wouldn't you wouldn't call it a group of businessmen that I that I know and I've grown up with and we've gotten to a, a certain status where we're no longer we're not look at looked at as you know the hanger-ons or just the people that are just around him and all of a sudden you you decide to try to keep me at that level that's that's not cool that's a level that's some sort some sort of prejudice that you have built inside of you and you refuse to get out of you. So when I see a quote that says, hey, the white kids play like this and the black kids play like that. And the reason why is because the black the black kids don't have their mother or their fathers in the home and the white kids have great environments and they want to do everything for the team and for the good of the group. It's like, what kind of where's that coming from? Where does where that's a prejudice built in within you? You, You've you've taken uh, a generalization and put it on an entire group of people. Hence, where the problem comes into play. But I think, I mean, I don't know if I agree with his reasoning. I mean, he may have thought about it differently, but I do agree with some of his assessments of of why things are the way they are. I mean, he can speak on it just like he doesn't. I don't think a person has to be black to be able to look at something and be like, okay, this is that way because of this. Yeah, but, I, when, but but it's the, it's the general, generalization of those statements. You know, that's that's where that's where we run into problems when you generalize stuff. The same way they say, "Hey, you know, don't call me a racist. I'm not like that. I'm not like that group of people." But then you turn around and judge another group of people the same way. I mean, everybody unfortunately gets judged, gets stereotyped. I mean, I don't, I guess, yeah, he has his reasons for the way he looks at it. And obviously that's I a big him. word then. And that's probably the, 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 the best word to use is stereotype. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think from the fact that he's dealt with so many African-American males that you, you have somewhat credibility because if you analyze and notice certain things, okay, I, I can see why maybe this is happening. So, but that's the view he took. I don't know if it's because he's because because he's also somewhat of a, of a what is he a Buddhist? Zen master. I don't care if he's the Dalai Lama. 
the, the same way that he judged Scotty or judged a group of people like that, Scotty can then turn around and say, yo, I've dealt with a lot of white people and this is how I feel about Phil because he feels like a white person that could be racist. So why, why, did, why did the brother wait? <laughs> well, he has a book coming out. I mean, and or what? And like, um, we were also saying, Ian was saying that when you look at the Last Dance, the way he was portrayed, now nah, he's he's firing back. I mean, you you can't make this stuff up. You can bring, mm-hmm. you can only bring it to light. Maybe it was brought to light too much, but they brought up Jordan's gambling thing. They brought up Jordan, the fact that Jordan didn't endorse Harvey Gantt against Jesse Helms. Right, right. Yeah. They brought up <laughs> that they brought up Pippen and his. Low salary, right? They put yeah. the numbers up there in the chart and the tables. I was like, "Wow, that's too." And that's I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with that one. That blew me away. Once they said Pippen was getting paid what he was getting paid, that kind of really was my main focus on the right. whole video. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm right. like, I couldn't even leave my leg on self. Forget about Jordan. Where he doing? Tell me about about Pippen. Second, the second <laughs> best player on the team, but he was getting paid like man number eight. Like, <laughs> yo, and, that, and that's the thing. No, we weren't talking about Scottie Pippen before the document. We weren't talking about Scottie Pippen that contract. We we're talking about Scottie Pippen being, you know, the greatest sidekick of all time. Right, right. Once the documentary came out, it turned into, oh, that's Scottie Pippen, you know, the dude that that signed the worst contract probably. In right, right. Oh yeah, and that's also the dude that you know, Future was knocking down his wife, and that's also the dude that you know, Malik Beasley was recently knocking down his wife. Oh yeah, Scotty got a lot of stuff to get off his chest. He's sick of a lot of people right now. He just laying it all out. Cause he, he oh, said yeah. something about he said Durant also played the wrong way, but I mean that that's I think that was more on coaching. I mean that was a fair assessment that Durant just they just pushed they just he had no rest because he was like Durant didn't have any injury to go to the hole, or they just put him out top when he should have maybe put him on the block because he just exerted so much energy to carry them that. I mean, Durant fired back. Yeah, but that 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 Durant firing back is what you expect from him. But I do agree with Pippen's assessment because Durant basically that that looked like a Houston Rockets team that just said, "Give the ball to the star and everybody get the hell out the way." Hello, come high water. You know, just make just make it happen. No creativity, no way to get Durant the ball in the post or anything easier than him having to do something off the dribble. And eventually, his legs were gone. I don't know. It's this um, book. Book should be interesting, say the least. Um, I need to get some where, of those Jordan books too. But where was his agent? Like when they signed that contract? Like it's oh, just a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. oh, that was the thing You're talking about Pippen. Yeah, I know yeah. he was hungry because I know he was from Central Arkansas. You know, back you know that, that had a lot of brothers and sisters and things like that. And he I was guess taking he was care like, of the fam. No, you see, but, but but the agent. I would have fired him off gate because I'm like, man, you're right, supposed right. to be the man that's supposed to, you know what I'm saying? This, no, is, your, this is your field. Well, no, but Ian was saying, you want more money, I need more money. Well, here's right. the thing. The agent didn't, didn't want him to sign the contract, that long of a contract like that. But again, Pippen, Pippen's mindset was, you know, I got to make sure I get stability for the next, you know, however long, many years in my career. The problem was, which he didn't expect, they didn't expect the TV contracts to blow up 
the rise of cable TV, that mid 90s blew NBA salaries out the water. So that's why by nine, that's why by 96, you look up, up and you see Shaq signing for seven years, 120. Uh, What's his name? Uh, big Country I, Reeves. Yeah, big dude, Country getting yeah. fifty-five million. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what, Kevin Garnett by by ninety-eight signing six years for one twenty-five, and unfortunately Pippen had signed his contract in nine. It was either ninety-two, no, he signed, he signed his contract in ninety-one. So when you're in the middle of a seven-year, eighteen million-dollar deal in ninety-one, that sounds great because. It got, also, you got to remember, what was it eighty in the eighties? Magic had signed a twenty-five year contract for twenty-five million, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's a million dollar contract. That's a great contract." By you, oh, by, by twenty ten, right. back that's in those pretty, days, maybe. Yeah, by twenty ten, that's pretty stupid. Right, Lakers yeah. were Lakers were like, <laughs> "Yes, we got them." Yeah. So, no, like, yeah. And then the player only only thing the player could do was hold out, right? And, and Pippen tried to hold out, didn't he? Or, but can't you? Well, even if you hold out, the con- the yeah. contract is still going to be the same because it's guaranteed money. So it's not like if the owner's not going to rip it up, which Jerry Reinsdorf said, we don't we don't renegotiate contracts. So once you sign this contract, that's it. And by '96, when Jordan came back from that first retirement, it was signing one year contracts for thirty million a year. Right. Yeah. It's like you mean tell me he's making thirty million a year, and I'm making two point two million a year. Yeah. Something's wrong with this math here. And that's why I feel like, you know, if you have a camaraderie and everything with, with your teammates and y'all boys and y'all friends and everything, with the kind of pull Michael Jordan had, he should have went went to somebody and been like, listen, we need Pip. We got to have him healthy and happy. And because of the situation and everything, he's not happy. So what can we do, you know what I mean, to kind of rectify the situation Jordan got pulled he should not you know if it had been me and I'm just using myself as as an example if that was like me and Maurice I'm Jordan he Pippen you know <laughs> oh, and I know that I can't okay. do it without him I'm gonna go to the main office like listen we got to do something because I need my boy my boy ain't happy right now what can we do you know what I mean and that's that's Right. That, that sounds like the right thing to do. Unfortunately, Jordan said, hey, man, Scotty wanted to take a break because he just didn't want to play. And that's why that whole documentary was about uh, Pippen saying, yo, I just I just felt like chilling. You know, my back was fine, right, right. but I, th- this was me taking a mini vacation because I was mad about my contract. And Jordan being like, oh, damn, how dare you leave me here by myself to hold this team by myself? But you didn't you didn't advocate for me when it came time for me to you know sign that new deal or to try to get a new deal. You stayed yeah. out of it. So yeah, Jordan, yeah, Jordan could have said, yo, I might not play tonight, man, because my, my, my boy here, his contract is due to But nobody nah, really did that back then, right? right? It wasn't Yeah, but sometimes they were, they were I guess sometimes like looking in, you can you can take that leap of faith. Because because your money came from your endorsements. It wasn't the NBA wasn't it just wasn't like that. I mean, people, I mean, I'm sure Jordan, I feel like Jordan did have the power, but he was like, okay, I signed this contract. You signed yours. Everybody, everybody's here. I'm just trying to win more championships. Again, once you sign a one year, $36 million contract and you do that three years in a row, all that, all that, Hey, you know, we just getting money off endorsement stuff goes out the window. That and whatever happened to a Nike? I mean, I mean, Pippen had some shoes that, that was tight. 
I mean, yeah, that money. Yeah, that's cool. They you know, I money. Shoe money is great, but again, if I'm doing the same job and, and probably a better job than than six other people on my team, and they making more money than me, I don't care how much outside money I get. Why ain't you paying me? Why am I not getting paid the same amount, if not more, in this organization? It should have been restructured, and that's because they signed a bad contract, and the owners were like, "Nope," because they won't gonna trade them. <laughs> Well, they they were they wanted Verster. They said it was Tracy McGrady and somebody. Yeah, they they tried to trade for Tracy McGrady, and 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 again, Jordan stepped in and nixed that trade. But you didn't. But you didn't want to step in and and help out help your boy out with the contract. Oh, we already know what happened if if it was Jordan and and, and uh, T Mac. T Mac might have took some of Jordan's shine. Nah, they wasn't. A, they, they wasn't the one probably. But you gotta remember, T Mac was the rookie. Would have been the young, rookie. Yeah, yeah. They would. They'd have treated him bad, and T Mac could have been the next Kwame. Well, the Kwame Brown before Kwame. You messed that man career. No, you talking about a, a rebuilding project too early because they wanted to go in and rebuild. As crazy as that sounds, I mean Jerry Krause was so intent on we need to rebuild, we need to rebuild, and uh, the good thing that came out of his. Um, Last his his ways was that he kind of set Jordan up to be end up being six and oh six finals MVPs. He kind of set him up to be perfect because you figure if he keeps going to the finals, the chances of you losing one is is greater, or even going to a game seven in the finals. So he kind of helped Jordan's legacy a little bit, I think, in that with with the way he was, it kind of. They were so sick of each other. There was no way in the world they would have tried to go. They could have went for a four peat, even with a lockout year in the following year. Yeah, because well, Phil Jackson wasn't coming back, so yeah, Jordan won. And that's also because they had already negotiated uh, Tim Floyd to come in before then. But yeah, because man, a shortened season would have definitely benefited them being an older team. I mean, you get past. Who was the one seed that you? That was um Miami, right? No, the the ones. Yeah, because yeah, the Knicks beat them. Yeah, yeah, the one, yeah. The Heat were the one seed that year. Knicks win. The Knicks then turned around and swept the Hawks in the second round, and then beat the Pacers in six in the Eastern Conference Finals. On the LJ shot. Yeah. yeah, not with a ninety-nine. Ninety-nine, and then lost to uh, the Spurs with a uh, Duncan and Robinson. Young Duncan, that that might have that might have been the Bulls L right there. Mm-hmm. A, a, a young Tim Duncan and, and David Robinson, Bulls ain't have nothing for the center center position. I thought the Spurs they beat on uh, New York, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Oh, because that was when Sean Elliott's feet were um, that, that, his that, heels that, were out of bounds. <laughs> That was against Portland. Yeah, second round or that was Western Conference Finals. Okay, so so somebody had already beat Utah before that. What did? Man, Utah lost Sacramento, right? First round. No, they, Sacramento. They beat Sacramento. I think they lost to Portland in the second round. Okay. Uh Either way, yeah. that's that Spurs team that was destroying. But a, a young Duncan, I mean, he's put, did he get finals MVP? He got finals MVP, right? Yeah. But I mean, you got, you got Rodman, Pippen, Jordan. 
it's it's hard to see. I can see if it was Houston with the dream, but because Jordan even said himself, we can't figure them out. <laughs> Tim, Tim is just another seven, another big seven footer, big fundamental. I don't think they would have been able to figure him out. But he was, I mean, he was young then. I mean, who New York had on him? Larry Johnson? Yeah. Kirk Thomas? <laughs> it can't be. Can be? <laughs> yeah. But can't be at 20 and 13. I mean, yeah, he shoot, he shoot over Rodman. I mean, when you think about it, Rodman just a good post defender, but he have his little quirks and stuff. He gonna, he gonna mess with your head. But Tim Duncan, you're not getting, you're not getting him mentally. Garnett. Yeah, you're not gonna rattle Tim. Maybe it was an automatic 20 and 10. I just want to touch on one thing real quick, Reese. Yeah, go ahead. Check this out. When y'all was talking about the um the Phil Phil Jackson mind control, <laughs> check this out. Okay, so he's a, he's he was a Buddhist. He's like the Buddhist. So he that comes with comes in with the Zen, the incense, and the different herbs and spices and stuff in the locker room. You know, he I think um I think uh, Ron Artest met a world peace has some real positive things about him. But also, one thing to keep in mind with the situation with Pippen, on top of the fact he's trying to sell a book, this man is probably so hurt and embarrassed, and I definitely think Ian touched on it, the situation with, you know, family life, with his um, his baby mom or his um, ex-wife being, you know, promiscuous or whatever, and then the thing coming out with the uh, with the Bulls when it makes him look like he was like not being compensated what he was worth when he's one of the top players in the league and Michael Jordan didn't take up for him and he didn't have the wherewithal or, you know, not courage, but, you know, clout or nerve to just either sit the season out or demand a trade or demand something to, to prove, you know, that he would demand what he's worth. Because obviously another team would have wanted him, but with the Bills dealt him. So I think he had definitely a lot of pain and trauma from that time of his life because... He knows in his heart he's one of the best players in the league. He's helping Jordan win championships. And then when it's time for him to take take full control of the team and be be everything to the team, he feels like his coach betrayed him and let Ku coach take the shot because he's the old he's the old bull. He's the OG bull. Ku coach is a young bull. So it's like that really hurt Pippen because it's like, yo, this is my team now. When we was when we was going head up with the Pistons and going through the Celtics. Kukos wasn't here, so I'm the man now. Even if I'm not the greatest shooter, he might be a better shooter than I am, but I'm more of a seasoned veteran than he is. So I think that's what really started that rift, and you could see them fussing on the sidelines, and I remember that. And it's something that he could never shake, but he has a lot of pain and trauma for being overlooked and undercompensated his whole life. So that's a lot of the pain I think people are going to see when they read and open that book, because... The man been through a lot, y'all. I mean, shit. You, you, you always got to be second banana to Jordan, but Jordan already said it won't be no Jordan without Pippen. But he don't never get the credit he deserves. So that man, that man is probably hurt behind that. And then with Phil Jackson, look at what he did with uh with the Carmelo Anthony situation when he was running the Knicks. He threw he threw Melo under the bus. You know, like like Ian said, he called LeBron's crew a posse. He's putting a negative connotation on a group of black men. Those same black men <laughs> went on, Mav Carter. Them boys doing real, real big things. Them boys basically run half the league right now. So they're more than a posse. Them boys were big businessmen. But you tried to make it look like 
they was doing some old corny, you know, nigga shit because, you know, my language, because you saw a group of black men that didn't need a white man for nothing. And he might not have been used to that, but he's going to generalize based off the players he's been around. He's been around Kobe and Jordan, so he knows how superstars act and he's had role players and he's had players he had to kind of mentor and bring along. But that's just want to throw that in there, man. Yeah, that's good, yeah. I feel you on that, yeah. Hmm. Well, Pippen, Pippen definitely has our attention. Pippen ain't easy. Hopefully, well, good thing he nice. got away from that woman. I mean, I don't know what he he did, but she's just been true Jezebel. That's an and you got not uncommon though, man. That's not uncommon. <laughs> A lot of them NBA, the NBA players, the NBA players be passing around wives and girlfriends all the time, man. All the time, man. And they going from city to city, man, and they, and they with somebody else's wife or girlfriend. So there you go. And his oldest son recently died too. Yeah. So. Damn. That's what he, he yeah, he's in a lot of pain right now. You could you could tell in the interview when he was talking to Dan Patrick, it's like he had such aggression and Dan was trying to calm him down and shit. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure you, are you sure you want to say that? <laughs> we can, we can I, edit I, it I, out if you want. I got a story to tell and me and this bottle of hen is telling. There you go. And I just found another nice uh, Phil Jackson quote. Uh, I don't mean to say this as a snide remark for a certain population in our society, but they have a limitation of their attention span a lot of it is probably due to too much rap music being going in their in- ears and coming out of their being. Mm. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I heard that one. That's a, um Explain that one more. Maurice, defend it. Please defend it. Now, I'm going to defend that one. I would say um, I don't think that's the negative effect of rap music, maybe. Attention span. I just think um, rap music has had other negative effects on our people, but I don't I don't necessarily agree with them on that one. I don't know if he if he just had to give a reason for negative effects of rap music. I mean, I would I would give other negative effects, not not that. My thing is, what makes you think you're in a position to say those things and then not expect to get judged yourself? Well, you're true. the Lord. You're the Lord of the Rings, Ian. <laughs> you're the Lord of the Rings. This was not. Who did it better than me? I know these niggas. I done, I done raised these niggas. I done trained these niggas. They, I, who knows better than me? I know black people. I done been with the best. Pick oh. one. Name one. I've been with them. i trained them. i coached them. i coached them up. I helped him become his fullest potential. So you got to listen to me because I know every damn thing now. <laughs> Except how to run the Knicks. I can't figure that shit out for nothing. Here's, here's another beautiful one. Speaking on the NBA dress code, this is back in 05. The players have been wearing... The players have been dressing in prison garb the last five or six years. All the stuff Dang. that goes on is like gangster thuggery stuff. It's time. <laughs> That's that was Iverson right there. Yeah, it was Iverson effect. When he was hurt, when they all he was hurt, he would always come like courtside with his do rag on and like big back. white shirt. I mean, every, everybody was wearing jerseys and do rags. They were they were they looked like rappers. Back in I mean, yeah. Too. yeah, it was. It prison was in, garb, but, yeah, prison garb. I don't know what he's talking prison about. I don't know. Dickies, what you talking about, Dickies or something? <laughs> yeah. It's a gangster thuggery stuff. See, that, you gotta listen. You gotta listen for the. You gotta listen for the cold words. They're gonna tell you how. They're gonna tell you how to make a black man look bad. Listen for the cold words. And thuggery. that's great. 
and that's what you get. bingo. But if they're but those are people our own people say that. So how can we might say if, something about other other you races? Can't, you can't so you're saying you can't say, you can't have an opinion about another race? You can say that, but you can't generalize because everybody's not the same robot. Okay. That's like that's like every time I see a bed sheet, I think of the KKK. Can't generalize. Nope. I, I think he made, he made some fair assessments. I mean, some Stephen Jackson, some of those cats were out of control. At least Stephen Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> some of those cats were out of control. <laughs> That man, that man, Maurice, be shooting some folks some bail. Man, let me stay on your good side. Right, I not want to be on that hit list, but man. Hey, I mean, just, get me out of trouble, please. I mean, I just got to, I try to see it from, from both sides, man. I don't, I'm not defending. I don't agree hey, with man. the prison guard, but. Hey, man, you can't all lives matter this, man. Come on now. <laughs> but I, I just, I mean, I guess because I just agree with, I agree with some of those opinions. It's okay to agree with them, but at the same time, you still can't you still can't generalize, especially as a black man. We went to A, so we done seen various, numerous types of black men just going to A and T. So that's like mm-hmm. a snapshot of a snapshot of the nationwide population of black men. So we know there are varying degrees of thuggery or ignorance, varying varying different degrees of the intellectuality, and you know other talents and gifts and crafts. So we know that every black man is not one stereotype. However, there are pockets and, and there are pockets and lumps of black men who fall in the same stereotype because of their behavior or their thought thought patterns and thought processes. So I think it's it's a, it's a balance. Think, every nigga think, ain't the same, but there are certain niggas who follow a certain let's say subculture and they're they're in that wave like we see the young cats with the dreads and the uh, skinny jeans and the pills and the lean. That's a that's a wave. That's that's their subculture. They're into that. That's their, that's their F. So we older heads. We a little older. We grew up on 90s hip hop. We might have wore baggy jeans and Tim's back in the day. We might wear suits now. We might dress up, be more grown and sexy now. They might look at that as, y'all niggas old. Y'all in your 40s. What y'all doing, you know? So it's different. We old heads now, so it's like we we a different subculture than the young bucks with the dreads and the in the lean and the pocket full of pills and the skinny jeans. We're not on that wave because we older and more mature. So they have to evolve just like we had to evolve from where we where we were mentally and style wise as you know early twenties to being grown men and having yeah, to go these, you know handle business sometimes. What side of the hill they going on? Are they going up the hill or going down the hill? Because a lot of the stuff well, that, it, it, that, it, it, that that they're portraying, man, you like, okay, hi, right, you, you guys need to need a little pump for, you know, pump, pump, a boost you, breaks a little bit. You kind of fall back and you need yeah. to sit down and listen somewhere. Yeah. Hey, the same conversation was said about us when we were in our twenties. So mm-hmm. That's why you can't generalize. Uh, well, the point that I, I just got from that, what what Rob said was, even even think about like freshman year, like you had all kind of guys out there, like on your team, like in the dorms, right? Yeah. Only, only yeah. a few of them made it. You no, know, got made it all the way to graduate. 
some of them dudes like, man, where they at now? Like, did he, you know, are they all right? Are they still alive? Or like, because right. we, we, we saw the things that we're doing. We signed girls in, doing all this other stuff. Uh, people having stuff, you know, we saw, we just saw life. Even though we were supposed to be there to, for higher learning. Right. There was a lot of higher, higher things going on in, in those dorms. And you had to put the uh, towel yeah. on the door and stuff to keep about. Right. But yeah, it was just a lot. And you kind of wonder, I mean, I guess you do wonder if everybody's all right. At the age you are now, like life, life is done short. People, man, it's it's it's, it's just weird. And even going back to like, even high school and the what's that thing called the uh, reunions, right? High school reunions, and everybody kicking it. Oh, good to see you. Then you got this little thing on the wall. Now that thing got like twenty or thirty people on it, yo. That that it like ain't even made it to to forty. So it's it's deep. Yeah, well, uh, I can definitely agree. Yeah, you can't make, definitely don't want to make gen- generaliz- generalizations. I definitely can agree with that because I don't want to be generalized into something I know I'm not. And uh, I would show people, and I'm, I'm not that way. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's. Uh, Unfortunately, people generalize when we get when you get pulled over. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you hope that doesn't happen, but I mean, if it's one or two in the morning, you're on the wrong side of town and, you know, a cop roll up on you. I mean, yeah, they're they going to be more, you know, ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah. I mean, we got to do better as far as being in the right spot at the right time. Right. And hope you don't right. get a bad a bad one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. Just better decisions. Yeah. yeah. And teach somebody younger to make a better decision. That's the yeah, that's the main thing. Because yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's, it's rough now, nah, man. I mean, but the, yeah, I guess it just seems like that because we're older now. But with the music and the people saying one day they're this sex, they're this sexuality. Another day they're just they're doing to change their sexuality. It's just it's it's not looking like it used to be for us, man. <laughs> yeah, and I heard I heard this last week. There was like this this lady was getting a massage, but then a transgender person wanted to get a massage too, and now they're in the same locker room. She's like, "What's going on? No, you have a, you have a dick." Like, no, they did. So it was it's like, man, are they gonna start having their own locker room, their own sport thing here from the Olympics? People got too much testosterone in them, so they can't run as a woman. You know, so they're gonna have a, a transgender. We'll probably field. have co-ed sports, right? Co-ed man. sports, bro. Going, going too far, man. Going too far. I mean, it's real. If if it's always somebody that's just feeling like they're not a part of, man, I'm fast, but man, look at myself. I can't identify as this or that. So you're gonna create another identification, or you know, you, you can't have their own. I'll be male for that. I'll be male this month. I'll be female this month. Like, like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, it'll, you can't. It'll, it'll probably call it sports. But, you know, think, think about this. Remember, um, at one time, it was a big situation over Brittany Groner, you know, over right, over her going to the WNBA because they was like, she cannot be 100% female. And they were doing tests and everything on her mm. and found out that she did have some kind of higher percentage of I don't know what it was that they, they said she was probably or something like that you know whereas you know because she wasn't as feminine 
as you know as some of the other females, but it was an issue for her. Right. Did you have y'all heard her talk? Yeah, yeah she I've heard her talk. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but I mean now now it's even. But she can't be all bad because because uh until and what was and. Antonio was he rolling with it for one time, you know what I'm saying? For a little bit, so it can't be all bad. Davis. Antonio Davis? He was with Britney, dog. Not but I think she she full lesbian now, right? Yeah, well, that's 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 on him, but come <laughs> <laughs> on. You talking about the, the guard, the guard for um Antonio da- oh the guard for San Antonio or the power forward yeah. for places. Antonio Davis, no, the the the, the center. Nah, yeah, LA. No, you mean Anthony Davis? That's, that's, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. My bad. My bad. No, Anthony what? Davis. Because we're Britney. This this was a minute ago, right? Yeah, it was a couple, yeah, a couple oh, of couple years they, ago. They went out for a drink or something. Yeah, that, that's I think I think she had just come out of college, I believe. Oh, okay. Mm. So she was fresh. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. Well, sounds like we've come to a good stopping point. Appreciate all you guys coming on, man. Um, it's episode fifty-one, so forty-nine more from a hundred. <laughs> if you didn't know, appreciate y'all, man. Um, I'm watching this thing now. Let me cut you off, but dog. they're saying that the Charlotte Hornets just signed LeAngelo Ball. Oh, they probably try to give him, him a, give him a, um, he all tatted up now. Yeah. He lost a little weight. He all tatted up, but. It's a draft know. going on right now? No, it's, it's not a draft. Um, evidently, they've been trying to get him into the league. He's been going to, to uh, some events um, in North Carolina, okay. hanging with his brother. So um, a couple of the events it. that he's been going to, the coach of the Hornets, has been has been there and when he was supposed to be playing in the Drew League he hadn't been going because he had been meeting with some of the people of the Charlotte organization and now we're saying now that they, that they just signed him okay so his brother is kind of paving the way kind of like Giannis and his brother because yes. oh, the other brother yeah he, I ain't think it's NBA ready but I guess he, he's hanging on nah. to his hotel and he's got long arms we won't see him in the finals even though he'll be on the bench I, th- I think it's, I think the coach name is Borrego. I think that's his name. Well, something like that. James yeah. Borrego. Well, we'll see because they got these guys. They still got to get past um before they can officially sign. They got to get past um all they can do is trade right now. They got to get past the finals and the free agency period is will be at the pretty much after the draft. They might have all three of them, bro. They, I mean, because speculation is that they they looking at Lonzo too. Yeah, this but they, about, about they don't to need up. that. They don't need that overhyped. <laughs> But they need a shooter. They need somebody that can put the ball in the basket. Bust, yeah. Well, they got players. I mean, they just yeah. They PJ Washington. But they, Gordon, the, the, the best scores are are other six feet. Right, Graham got, and Rozier. Rozier and Graham. Okay. Like you need some some height. Right, and Hayward can score, but he's always hurt. Yeah, I'm going going to wrap up. Appreciate y'all guys for coming on, man. Y'all take it easy. All right, y'all. Good work. Thanks for having us, man. All right. All right. Take it easy, bro. Take it easy. And that's all, folks, for this edition of 
another edition of the All Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Dixon, once again. Thanks to Ian, Rob, Mike, and Don coming on, talking about, talking with me to preview the NBA Finals between the Bucks and the Suns. And remember that starts, pretty much it will start tonight, probably by the time you hear this, Tuesday night, ABC. Talk a little about Scotty Pippen as well. Um, you can also catch the show on YouTube and don't just view it for yourself. Share it, for, share, it, share it with someone else. Really, I would really appreciate it. Like I said, 51 episodes. Appreciate everyone for listening. Until ne- And until next time, I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. Peace and be blessed in Jesus' name.